To do with who? said a sleepy, nasally voice from the floor. Unbelievably, it was Tyler speaking as if he had just woken up. Man, you are one messed up kid. There was spat as he turned to walk away. Thinking better of it, he turned back and stood over Tyler, opening and closing his hands like he didn't know if he should pick Tyler up and hit him or pick Tyler up and choke him. Tyler just laid on his side like a fish landed in a boat. He wiped his bloody nose and started blinking his eyes. When he saw the blood on his hands, he sat up quick. Stay on the ground, Tyler, I yelled. In a low voice, Tyler said, Man, what is going on here? Xavier sniffed and clenched his teeth. Listen to me, Tyler. We're all messed up right now from whatever downloads we got at the cash register in the hoagie shop. Not to mention whatever you were up to before we ran into you. But you've got to hold it together, understand? Tyler wiped his face some more with his bloody hand and only managed to smear more of the copious amounts of his own blood across his face and chin. He glared up at Xavier but said nothing. Do you understand me? Xavier bellowed, kicking Tyler's feet with, with every word he spoke. No, I don't understand, Tyler screamed back. I'm bloody. I feel like I haven't worked over and everyone is mad at me. Tell me what's going on. What's going on, Max began coolly, is that you came into the bathroom, my bathroom, and wrapped your hands around my neck and began choking me. What? Tyler asked in disbelief. Max walked over to him and bent down, her face inches from his. Do not lie to me, Tyler. Start telling the truth right now or you can take your chances out there. She pointed to the window with the changed. I bet you wouldn't last until midnight out there all alone. I think we need to have that conversation no matter what he tells us, I said. Looking first at Max and then Xavier. I agree, Xavier said. Max stood up and nodded to me in agreement. So start talking, big guy, I said. No, you know what? I said pissed off about what he had done. This idiot almost strangled Maxine after some kind of sleepwalking thing last night, which was after he took my weapon and tried to bully me from taking it back. You're a one messed up individual, I yelled, pointing my finger at him. Tyler folded his legs and sat with his shoulders slumped, head hanging in a hangdog look like he felt real bad about it all. I wasn't buying his crocodile tears. Leave the house while we talk, Maxine told him coldly. Wash up at the pump while you're out there. You look, you look like a mess. Tyler didn't move for a beat, and I wondered if he would, but he jumped up and walked out without looking at any of us. He shuffled down the steps and let the screen door slam as he headed outside. Only then did Finn lie down. I turned to Max and asked, How are you? I'm okay, she said, then turned to Xavier. How did you do that? Do what? Xavier asked. Do what? Max laughed. You punched him in the nose, slammed his head down to your knee, then swept your right leg between his legs and popped him on his back. And I heard his nose crunch. It's not just broken, it's smashed. Xavier just looked at her, so she went on. But your moves were so practiced, so smooth. You must have trained, you know, karate or kickboxing. Nothing like that, Xavier said. I'm a geek, not a fighter or anything. Shaking her head in disbelief, Max said, That makes no sense. It does when you hear what he has to say, I blurted. Max raised her eyebrows and waited, but Xavier said nothing. I'm going back to my room to get dressed. You guys can use the bathroom. Then you're going to tell me whatever it is you need to tell me. After that, we'll have breakfast. I nodded. Xavier turned and headed toward the bathroom. Over his shoulder, he said, Yuli, make sure you... I'm not going anywhere. Go use the bathroom, I told him. Ten minutes later, we were all downstairs. Teeth brushed, faces washed, and sitting at the kitchen table. An ancient round thing made of oak. It looked like settlers might have sat around it after a long day of pulling stumps from the earth with a team of horses. The heavy high back chairs looked exactly what one might go with such a table in an old farmhouse. Maxine looked at us expectantly, first at me, then Xavier. Silence. She folded her arms as if to wait us out. Xavier seemed to get the picture, sighed, and began his story. 
thing is, there's so much we still don't know, so I'm not even sure I can tell you anything worthwhile. Yuli and I only met up two nights ago and started looking for his mom. We've pretty much been trying to just stay alive. That's why we're here. Looked at Xavier and wondered what he was up to. I couldn't see the point in playing dumb in front of Maxine, listening to him talk blandly about some of our exploits since we met up. I was reminded how much I didn't know him, which seemed weird since I was beginning to feel like I'd known him all my life. You already told me about the, about the screens, his glasses, downloading, cognitive training. For some reason, he wasn't going to go into all of that with Maxine. Instead, he rambled along that like he didn't know the slightest bit about what had happened to the world. As if he knew nothing more about technology than the wheel, the telephone, and the combustible engine. Sitting and listening to Xavier skip over major technical points connected to the total breakdown of technology in the world began to amuse me. Why didn't he let on how much he knew? Why not share his theories and knowledge with Max? She seemed plenty smart. Was he self-conscious or think she would not understand? It didn't make sense to me then. Later, I realized how, how spot-on Xavier had been in his assessment and subsequent speculations of Maxine, her house, and her family. I began to tune out both Xavier and Maxine's voices as I listened to my stomach growl louder and louder as my mood darkened with the hunger pains. I looked out the window and saw Tyler walking far out in the yard where he meets the cornfield, his shoulders slouched and his head down like he didn't have a friend in the world, which was an accurate presentation of his current situation as there ever could be. Tyler was a turd. I hate to say it, but that's how he acted, and there's no getting around the kind of actions he had done since yesterday. I mean, he gave Xavier good advice about how not to flood the edges up on the bridge yesterday, and it probably saved all of our lives. But how could I ever forget how he tried to strangle Max? The more I thought, the more drained I began to feel. My mind slowed, and I nodded off until I had one good thought. Get up and make breakfast, you slacker. So I stood up and headed back toward the kitchen, where I began opening cabinets to see what we could eat. I found plenty to eat, if we had a working stove. I kept looking and found a box of Pop-Tarts, giving a silent prayer of thanks before I pulled open the beautifully tin foil seal and took a bite out of a raspberry one that tasted like home on a Saturday morning with the TV on and my mother busting around in the kitchen the way she liked to do. It made me desperate to find her right then as I ate two Pop-Tarts, trying to figure out where else I could look for her. Thoughts of missing her flooded my mind, and not knowing where she was only made it worse. It would be one thing if I could just go get her, or if I knew when she was coming back, but she was gone. It could be I'd never see her again. A world littered with dead bodies was all the proof I needed. Nearly overnight, the living in our world had been reduced to the very young and the elderly. That four teenagers had survived seemed more and more like an anomaly. From the kitchen window, I looked outside in the yard and saw Tyler shuffling by again, all hunched over and bedraggled. I shivered when I thought of all the change out there running around in mobs, and my thoughts darkened when I imagined one mob of them joining with another mob, still more of them. What would they be capable of then? Could we even drive a car through them if they blocked our way? Could we fight them off? Would they stop tracking us? Why were they tracking us? I wet my eyes to the back of my hands and tried to pull myself together, ashamed of what I, what I must look like, all teary-eyed, holding a box of Pop-Tarts in my hand, like a homesick kid in preschool. Though my thoughts were morbid, Somehow, I knew they weren't far from the facts. Did you find anything to eat in there, Yuli? Max, Max asked, a shy, foul, a shy smile on her face. No, I croaked. My stupid voice sounded exactly like I had been crying. I tried looking away, acting like I saw something outside, but I'm pretty sure she knew I had been crying. Whatever, I told myself. Times were tough. I wasn't even officially in 8th grade yet, so crying once in a while wasn't a crime. Truth was, I wasn't the weak link in our chain of survivors. Xavier and I think we should get going, she said, looking around one of the pantry cabinets. 
We figure this place is tough to defend. And if you guys could find it, the change will find it too. Not only that, we're not going to find any answers here. Maxine turned around with a small can of fruit, popping the top and pulling out a tangerine slice. She held up the can, offering me some, but I shook my head. Makes sense, but what are we going to do with him? I asked, nodding toward the window at Tyler, who was sitting on the ground with his back toward us, facing the cornfield. Heavy footsteps coming toward the kitchen from the living room maybe turned and I saw Xavier appear in the doorway. We three should vote. Leave him here or take him with us. He doesn't deserve to stay here and hide out like the coward he is, Max said. Either we take him and drop him off somewhere he stays with us. Sounds fair to me, I said. Me too, Xavier said. All in favor of bringing him with us and dumping him off in front of a mob, say aye. Aye, we all said. Then we stood expressionless, looking at each other for a few long moments. Well, maybe not in front of a mob, but far from us, I said looking over at Maxine. Only then did I see how badly discolored her neck was. When I turned, I could actually see the blue marks where his fingers had squeezed her slender neck, and I regretted my words. Rage pulsed through me as I pictured him grabbing Maxine around the throat. Leave the bastard, and the first chance we get, or he'll kill all of us, I told him. So we take him with us and drop him off as soon as we can. I bet he begs to stay here, but I don't want him in my house ever again, Max said in a strained voice. You'll get no argument from me, Xavier said. Me either, I added, handing the box of Pop-Tarts to Xavier. Let's see and go tell him. If he's surprised, then he really is out of his mind.